Big Shook, Big Shook. It's really real right now. Mr. DL. Welcome to episode 55 of the Danger Zone Podcast. <laughs> no question. Danger Zone Podcast number 55 with... Big Show. Mr. DL. And Chef Tanya Nicole. Thank you for joining us again. We got a special guest uh, stopping by later today. Aguilar is going to come through. going to ask him some Word. questions about his history and his future. AKA what? What's good with you, man? Nothing, man. Just chilling. Today we're doing... Uh, Double Zoom. Shug's on Zoom when he's not here in the studio, so we're just uh, um, doing it this way. Do you have anything you want to start off with? Um, hey, hey, you know one thing about this hip hop thing—it don't stay still. Neither does this music, and we all grow, artists and everybody get older, grow, and get wiser. Um, so I just want to give out uh, a shout out to um, Eminem's daughter. 27-year-old Haley J. Oh. She's getting married to her longtime boyfriend, uh, I believe Machine Gun Kelly. McClintock. Oh. Huh? What? No, McClintock. What's for real? Nah, for real. Like, nah, I feel you. Know, what's what's his contact. name? McClintock. Uh, McClintock. McClintock is his last name. I think it's Clinton, though. Look, yeah, Clinton McClintock. Something Sounds like, like an alien. Up. Sounds like an alien trying to come up with an Earth name. No, no, no. I'm not the <laughs> I'm Clinton McClintock. <laughs> Nah, nah, man. You know? So that's cool. Uh, that's good. Nah, he, hold on. Wait a minute. Uh, Hopefully she has a good... Sexual. I wonder how I he proposed. That's got to be intimidating, having uh, Eminem be your girl, your uh, girlfriend's name, father. Sorry. His name is Evan McClintock. Evan. Oh, you know, and all those... Sounds better. All those... And all those people, you know, who... You know, if you're aware, you should be, man, unless you live underneath a rock or behind a plate. Um, <laughs> you know, you should know that... You know, Eminem had a daughter. He included his songs, yeah. his ex-girlfriend, all the wife and everything. So, you know, as that time goes by, though, we all do get older. And she grew up to be a young woman. And, Hell you yeah. know, congrats to her for getting married and stuff like that. Yeah, that's dope. Um, also, uh, we were speaking of sports earlier. Um, you know, and I want to just say, you know, this is uh, for all those who don't know, this is Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, we celebrate the history at all times, but we take this uh, month, you know, to just to observe some things, man, just to, you know, maybe you might want to Google, look up some things in your history, man, and know about, you know, uh, uh, a culture and the people that, you know, did a whole lot for the world and, and, and you know, just, just learning these things, man, because a lot of us don't have the knowledge of it, but this is the month to recognize that, even though it should be recognized um, all the time, but it's, we bring the focus today. And, um, one of my things, it's one of the biggest things right now is uh, in the Super Bowl, they're celebrating the fact that it's two black quarterbacks uh, for the first time. The magnitude is not the same as it would have been years ago because there was a time when uh, blacks weren't, uh, weren't able to play um, quarterback in the NFL. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, Warren Moon, one of the greats, he had to go over to the CFL for years and win. Before he got a chance, um, play for the Vikings, uh, right? Uh, yes, he he played with it. No, he played with them a little, and he played for um, uh, Houston, the uh, Houston Oilers. But also, you know, it was just it, it was crazy because you would play. You could go to college and play quarterback, 
and other, you know, smaller universities, what have you. And, and Grambling was a school sending a bunch of people, players to the NFL. And it was a black uh, HBCU, a black college. So um, they were just, they, it was it was said to be, you know, uh, the time, it was the time, the way of the world, that the blacks weren't intelligent enough to play the quarterback position. So um, you, you go with the history and uh, the first guy actually to start um, as a, a, a black quarterback in the league when it was unheard of uh, was James Harris. Uh, James Harris <clears throat> went to Grambling. He was going to go to, uh, I believe, Michigan State. This is now we're talking back in the '60s, but he um, he changed he changed because he wanted to play quarterback. And if he went to Michigan, they just switch your position. That's what they did back then. Um, so he came out as a quarterback. You know, uh, he's 1969. He got his first start. Then he didn't stop for a while, and then he went to uh, I believe it's Pittsburgh, and became the first full-time uh, starter, starting black quarterback. When no one, the next one wasn't going to come for years, and it hadn't it hadn't been done. Now he didn't have any astronomical uh, uh, stats and shit like that, but it was just a, it was it was a great moment in black history, and it actually paved the way for now. Like this past year, I believe it was eleven black quarterbacks who um, started for some team in some form of fashion this year. So that's cool. You know, it's come a long way. But um, I'm surprised this is the, the first Super time. Bowl. It's crazy. Huh? I'm surprised this is the first time this has happened. It's kind of crazy. So are you are you are you aware? Because this is you know this knowledge thing too. Are you aware who the uh, first black quarterback was that that um won a Super Bowl that and won, the only that won a Super Bowl? Uh, hmm, I, I do know this. Uh, black quarterback that won a Super Bowl. I do know this. Um. I don't know who is it. I'm gonna give it Carolina to Panthers. No, Doug Williams. Doug Williams. He plays with the Washington Redskins. He oh, jeez. Oh, okay. He also went to Grammy. So, I mean, it's just I, I brought it to attention because it, it is a great moment in Black history, you know, with James Harris. Right now, yeah, it's history, and but you know, he he had to endure when people were when you're the only Black playing in that position at that time. He had to endure. Threats, people sending pictures of nooses, all kinds of craziness. While he's just trying to play quarterback, now it's nothing. Now you know it's black, white, or or whatever you're playing. You're gonna play. So, do you remember, do you remember Tommy Frazier by any chance? Huh? Do you remember Tommy Frazier by any by any chance? Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Can, you can't even speak that name in in, in, the, in a moment of greatness. <laughs> oh boy. But but I'm just asking. Uh, like um, he was kind of a bust. Everyone. He won the Heisman Trophy, and then um, he was just a, yeah, a nah. player I watched growing up, and I was just wondering if you remember him. Yeah. But, oh, so, so he was no, no, no. You're talking about he was from Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, he was dope. He was like oh. Michael Vick before Michael Vick, and then he oh, yeah, went he, into, into nothing. Yeah, he was dope, but he had to stop because he had to get blood. He started getting blood clots. Yeah, he went. And he played he in Canada. I know that. He tried to break for a while, and then. He, he could because Tommy Frazier, he would have been one of the best. He would have been like, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. I mean, he ran more. His running was really, really dynamic. But I mean, he he was definitely able to play in that level. And that was the early part of what the quarterbacks are now. Now yeah. everybody wants a quarterback like that. You know what yeah, I mean? so I mean, so, I, I always thought he had a bad break because he everyone thought he was going to be the next big thing, and then just nothing happened. Yeah. Well, he started getting blood clots. You know, he couldn't yeah, play yeah. for a while. Yeah. So that kind of threw him off. And then you know by then everybody's passing some leapfrog yeah. game, but um, 
What else you got going on, man? Oh, uh, we got a bunch of things. I want to say congratulations to Viola Davis. Do you know? Do you, do you know Viola Davis? She is an EGOT. She has an EGOT now. She has an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. She won a Grammy a for for an audio book, and it's very rare to ha- to have an EGOT. Mm. And I just want to say sh- uh, shout out. She's doing it. That's crazy. Role model. Like her, like her or hate her or dislike her. I don't know if anyone hates her, but like her or dislike her. I hate that's, Davis. that's pretty crazy to 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 be like the best to be the best of something in four major categories is is, is pretty. She crazy. she definitely she's great, man. Respect her, salute. You know what I mean. She keep on doing great things and bringing great things, man. You know what I mean. Great um, also, also speaking of, of, of just for the moment, did you um. Uh, by any chance, watch the Grammys? Oh yeah, I, I, I watched the so, Grammys. Fifty years of hip hop. Tell us about is, Big is that Show. All, is all is that all you watch, or did you watch Sam? Sam, I don't know that one. What's Sam? Well, you didn't see you didn't see Sam. No, I just uh, watched the oh Sam Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, no, he's not a short name basis with him. He's uh, not a short hey, name yo. basis with him. <laughs> nah. Not Sam, but uh, yo, you go back and take a look at it. But yo, so what did you think of from what you watched? What did you did you? I, you know, I don't know. What, I thought it, I thought it was cool. Like when when you're watching it in the moment, you think it's amazing. You think it's amazing, and then and then uh, you go online, and all people are doing is complaining about who isn't in it. And I, and I thought mm-hmm. that that threw a you know a little cloud over it. But you can't. There's hundreds of rappers. Just think, we're 55 episodes in here. We've interviewed what 40 people. And we haven't even cracked, like the hip hop like interviews. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course. You know what I'm saying? So like, how, you can't fill the stage with a thousand people. You know? You know? So I mean, I thought everybody. Was, you can not to cut you, but you can always. Uh, you can't always make everyone happy. That's number one. Because um, every everybody expects to get something, they're gonna miss something. Yeah. So you just accept what's there. See, you know, it was a great, the hip hop part of it. It was great. There was some great uh, winners too, man. Like Lizzo, shout out to her, because you know she was comfortable in her body and presented, you know, her her, her truth and, and through her music, and and, and she blew and got a got a Grammy for it. So uh, that that was dope. Um, Beyonce won a couple. And Beyonce I, I is now, hold on, hold on. So sorry, I don't, I don't cut you off. Beyonce is now has the most Grammys ever. The most. Yeah, she's the she's the number one Grammy winner of all time now. So I think she won like. She won a lot. I want to say she won four Grammys the other night. So I yeah, mean, I thought it, I thought it was dope just because, like I, I watched it like in spot spots, but um, uh, I still think the best thing that I saw was um, at the end when Jay Z and Lil Wayne and Rick Ross and all them rhymed in the medley, and because um, even though prior to that the hip hop one was great, I felt. <laughs> There's a few people I wondered why, like, it was just Method Man or, or it was just pause with um, De La Soul and certain things. I was like, or even just, even with um, uh, Ghetto Boys, you know? Yeah, Willie D it was, was upset. But I thought a few people, like, why not be with each other? We all ain't got to rap with it, just the presence. Yeah, the presence is, presence is one yeah. thing. Um, they should be there, I guess, what you're saying. But, like, you can't do a four-minute song. You got to do a eight-bar, maybe 12-bar yeah, verse. You, you know I mean? Well, listen. I'm aware. Like me, uh, Guru, me and our uh, Freddie Fox and Premier went on Jenny uh Jenny Jones. Yeah. To uh Jenny, Jenny. So Sorry. you only get 
you only get a certain amount of time on those shows. We might have had, I don't even know if we had two minutes. Yeah. So all we had time for was me to do my verse, uh, Guru, uh, my verse and Guru's verse. Yeah. You know, then, then we went to um, cut Freddie out because that was a, a lot of time. And um, so we knew like, okay, well, all of us still was going to be there. You know what I mean? He did the hook. Everybody's driving the rhyme. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we knew I was going to be there. So that 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 made it even look more, you know, more full, like more real, like that. But um, my favorite part though was the end. Uh, was the end of of, of the whole thing uh, with with Jay Z and and like I said, Rick Ross and uh, Lil Wayne and such, rhyme, and then he, his verse, and then you just really seen. MCs at that table with them that they, that you could actually feel that them being that like damn just do Jay Z is dope yeah. you know what I mean you didn't feel like how the little lines was hitting and shit it just it was so real to be so uh, cinematic you know what I mean uh, so to speak it's, it just seemed so real I, I, I appreciated that and I, I felt it was great um, other than that man you know it's always gonna be a dog and pony show. You know what I mean? The more glitter and, and, and glamour, you know what I mean? We got a little bit more grime when we have the uh, BET Awards coming up. But, uh, and, uh, and I like the uh, the host there. You know, what's his name again? I don't even know, man, who hosted. Oh, no, Trevor Noah? Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Noah. Yo, Trevor Noah's the shit, man. The guy from the South Africa? This, yeah, the reason why I say this, man, is because sure. he hosted. Yo, he, he is doing stuff like that. And he's doing his comedy and stuff. But the dude is a hip hop head. Yeah, he's you know hip hop. I don't find him funny. He was hugging Buster Rhymes. Yeah, I saw the Buster Rhymes so shit. He walked up on Method Man. This was on a show, and he rhymed the whole joint word for word, like like he was, like up and down. And then we seen Buster. He did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He was rhyming, and, and you could you could think that you're gonna go learn that the night before. That shit don't work like that. Nah, you got, nah, nah. In order to hit them shit like that. He's got more shit on his go. mind. If he's hosting, he got more shit on his mind than learning a Busta Rhymes rhyme randomly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, and that's what I knew. I could tell. I said, yo, this dude is a really a real hip hop head with these dudes. He had every, he had the words tighter than they think because they was trying to hype with him. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew he threw the shit. And it was like, it was crazy, man. But, so shout out to the Grammy. Uh, uh, genre. Oh, go ahead. For any genre of music that you listen to, you know, um, I hope that that was celebrated and I hope that, you know, you enjoyed that. And like I said, I just spoke on the hip hop part, you know, and uh, I, I felt Mary J. Blige that had a uh, great performance as well. Hell yeah, uh, Mary J. Blige, man. What's up, man? Like, she's just so good. She's just one of those Madonna, people that like Patti LaBelle, I hate to compare her, but it's just like, she's just gonna be always Madonna, be good. Madonna was on there looking like Catwoman. Who did someone so, say she looked like? Oh man, she she looked fucked up. She looks like a she looks like a video game in like 2002. That's exactly what she looks like. Like when Uzi Bird came out with that uh, <laughs> and they had do that he had that cartoon do. I was like, yo, it was wild, man. You we know, can't um, forget to congratulate Bad Bunny. He lost. Oh yeah, no, when he, I, he yo, won. No, he lost he to Adele. Adele. He Adele. Won, oh, he won um, one. Okay. Um, yeah, he won one. Urban out, urban album, musica urban. Yeah, he won urban album. Yeah. yeah. Urban. Yeah, urban. He won, hey, yeah, he won urban album. Urban. Un verano sin ti. So Adele won. Hey, yo. I like Adele. I'm a big hey, Adele yeah. fan. Hey, yeah. Yo. 
he won Urban Album. So, <laughs> Urban Album. So Adele sweeps up. Urbana Album. Beyonce Urbana. swept up. But I thought, I thought it was cool to, you know. Telemundo. I just hate I just hate the culture that like like that people should have enjoyed everyone should have enjoyed that yeah this guy wasn't there this guy wasn't there maybe they didn't want to go why don't we start thinking more you know? positive yeah I, I just mean, thought do we have yeah. to always like pick apart at the negative things? I thought it was great is there not more important and, and for people who hate rap they were fucked it was shoved down their throat let me tell you yeah, hey, <laughs> hey hey this is the world this this is the world we live in right yeah right exactly. this this is the balances, positive, negative. That shit is like that. And then once in a while, it's like this. <laughs> once in a while, it's just like that. Hold so, the I mean, door. Say thank you. So at and, the- and every day, and every day we don't know if it's our last. So That's everything right. has an expiration. Don't be a dick. But as so, we're here, man, got energy, man. So, I'll, I'll be giving that that energy. You know? I'm gonna stay at the Grammys, well, and uh, I'm gonna stay at the Grammys, and I kind of want to talk about something. I mean. We're not gonna. T- I don't know how crazy we're g- going to get. Do we have to do insensitivity? No, I'm not. Ins- it's not oh, insensitive. Okay. I just this whole okay. takeoff shit is oh. just out of control. And at the Grammys, um, it's reported that Offset and Quavo got into a fist fight before Quavo's performance because Quavo and his team wouldn't let Offset come on stage to perform for the takeoff tribute. And whatever, whatever. Offset's denying it, this and that. But then the footage leaks of Cardi B screaming at both of them for fighting. So um, I just want to talk. I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about that Jay Prince interview. I don't know if anyone else wants. wants oh wait a minute! Before you get to that, <laughs> be, hey, before before you get to that, that uh, his uh, his performance at the Grammys with John Legend and that other guy that was pretty dope. It was so cool, right? I didn't. I didn't like yeah. that song when I first heard it. I didn't hate it, but I was like, meh. It's but when, like, but when they when they did it live, it it really hit live. It really hit. Well, that's how, that's how it was with me because I've never really paid, listened to it. So when I heard it, then that's what made okay, yo, this shit is kind of moving. Yeah. For you know, for what it was, you know. So you know what I mean? And um, yeah, these boys is different. But go ahead. What you about to say <laughs> about Jay Prince? So. Jay Prince, we all know the story about Takeoff getting murdered in Houston and speculation that, you know, this isn't us talking. This is this is a this is public information that um, Mob Ties members or affiliates were in, involved in it in, 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 in some way, this or that, this or that. So the whole Takeoff family, friends, relatives, wives, mothers haven't haven't said anything about about this to anybody. They haven't talked about it. They haven't done any interviews or whatever. But uh, the Takeoff's family, like Offset, Quavo, no one's talked about it. No one's done any interviews about it. You know what I mean? Like, they're quiet about it. They're not talking about it. But Jay, Jay Prince and Jay Prince Jr., Jazz Prince, uh, keep talking about it, going on all these interviews. And Hey, first off, y'all niggas, my real brother. I don't know what y'all niggas got, what the fuck niggas got going on. Y'all niggas speaking on my real brother. How dare one of y'all niggas speak on me and Tate relationship, nigga? I don't know you, nigga. I can of paint, nigga. Y'all nigga don't know how me and my brother rock, nigga. You trying to clear your face, nigga. You done, this your fifth interview, nigga. You done did about my brother, nigga. You ain't think about his mama. You ain't think about the family, nigga. We ain't said nothing. Ain't nobody said nothing but you niggas. You niggas, man, who y'all nigga think y'all nigga is? John got it, nigga. Ain't nobody going for none of that, bro. I ain't stunning none of that shit. 
Tell me that either. And if you heard something from me, I'ma tell you it's it's, it's it's gonna come from me. Call my phone. Y'all nigga going off of he say, she say. Then y'all nigga supposed to be this is who who y'all supposed to be. And y'all nigga on interviews and it out on an interview. Tell me, I said then nigga call my phone, homie. You call my phone, we'll have a conversation. They what I'm talking about. All that plant internet internet games, I don't do. Whatever, whatever. I mean, you know, he, I I feel like. I feel bad for Jay Prince, but I'm also losing respect for him in in a way with with all the stuff that's going on. This is someone I really look at. Tell me, I always talk about Jay Prince as someone I look up to, right? In the hip hop game, and it just sucks that it really feels like his 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 kid is gonna is gonna take him down, whether he did something or he didn't. It doesn't seem like he did anything in this situation, but his riff raff, the riff raff that surrounds him, you know what I mean? I just, and and I feel like Jay Prince Jay Prince is in in here playing cleanup. But what were you gonna say, Big Sugar? No, I disagree with that. Some of that because, to me, there is a uh, the, some of the dialogue right now is pretty much similar, uh, cinematic, and, and social media being the world that we live in. I feel that like they they uh, I, I often felt like I wouldn't talk too much about a lot of that stuff. But if this this is really what it is right now, and there's only so much that's gonna be said. If anything's gonna happen, to be much more that was done by any real man or any real situations or gangs, whatever you want to be. Um, they speak on that about you know you spoke on them not having really a lot of interviews and stuff with the family, but then just you know one they kind of brushed it under the rug. Take off some mother and father was suing each other over over with his money that he had left. You yeah, see what I'm probably, saying? Yeah, they probably are. Yeah, I bet. It doesn't. So, so there's other things that are like. Sad. Mama, this stuff, she should get it just for those ad libs. I mean, this is to me a lot of stuff is commercial. Um, I mean, myself, I still I respect um, Jay Prince, and you know, I feel like any grown men and any people in their sector or how they move with this shit, like that's them. You know what I mean? It's just nothing really affecting me and the, and people, you know, around yeah, me or whatever. It doesn't affect us, but um, we do have we do have a yeah. podcast that we want to we want to let the people, you know, let the people know like. This is kind of no, weird. This no, is very weird. It's, it's understand. There's three of us here, so it's okay if that's that's your take. And nah, that's cool. Podcast or whatever cast, you know. Um, I seen a good one on Instagram too. I want to shout them out. That they're obviously we've affiliated, and they they call this the something podcast. I thought it was kind of dope, uh, but anyway, and it wasn't DJ Slim. <laughs> Shout out DJ Slim. <laughs> um, so hey, hey DJ Slim. Not to cut you, but DJ Slim was my man. I remember when he had like six threads, then he had like five, then three, then two, then one. <laughs> then he was bald, guys. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, uh. Yo, you still my dude, Slim, but them shits was disappearing one by one. Yeah. <laughs> they have to take his hat off a certain way. It's, it sucks, yeah. I never had to deal with it. Like yo, that. yo, he had an amazing. He had a five year hand done. <laughs> oh my god, DJ Slim, what's going on? Um, so I don't know, like, so, so how I took that interview, I, I, I listened to the whole thing, and like I said, I'm a huge Jay Prince fan. Like, you don't even know, like, I, I look up to his his model, how he how he did his record label, all that stuff. Um, he he basically goes on that that show, and it set, seemed very like set up to me. The questions like seemed like they were at, like pre pre approved. You know what I mean? 
And that's that's one of my uh-huh. favorite po- podcasts too. I feel like he wanted to get certain information out. He goes on the podcast and basically threatens Offset. I can't even like you don't even beat around the bush. He threatened him on the podcast. You know what I mean? He can't even beat around the bush. He said it like you know it'd be dangerous for you to mess with me. He said it like he said <laughs> he just you know and and uh, Offset then re- responds. He just, feel, he just feels like you. Well, go ahead. What does that mean? I don't get it. Because you was, you would say if somebody, yo, you, it would be dangerous to mess with you. Oh. <laughs> so, yo, um, yo. so, so, unless, unless you want to sleep on my grill floor, but go ahead. <laughs> so he, he's, he's, he's saying this and he's saying that he's saying offset didn't even hang out with, with, um, take off, take off this and that. And then he starts saying, no one would have got shot if your friend, we won't say his name here, so-and-so. It's all public information, but we're not going to say it. Your friend, so-and-so, didn't punch so-and-so. And I'm just like, man, like, why don't you just, why, why don't you just be quiet? I don't even understand. This is like the OG. This is like, it's so sad, Suge, because this is like well, the OG of shut up. The OG of shut up and be quiet. And he's like, this guy just should be like this. And this guy should be over here. And the police should be looking at this. And I'm sorry. Listen to this. Listen to this. So, uh, you just said the OG. You just said that like thoroughly. So, I believe that the man is not stupid. I believe the man is highly intelligent. You know what I'm saying? So, there might this might be some type of a ploy for all you know. Sometimes it's, it's the mystery, it's the it's the deception of the whole shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where where we don't know how something could happen or if it could happen. You know what I mean. So a wise man will be the one to not tell. A wise man doesn't tell all. You know what I'm saying. If something's to be said, that doesn't necessarily mean that you know this is how it's going to happen, man. You know. So that's how I look at that shit yeah, too. Yeah. It's myself. It's like myself being you know older OG dude and just like even the way I be moving it's like it's way like you might think something else but nah it's not you know? the, the I grew up in a mansion the I grew up in a mansion came out of uh, Jazz Prince though or Mike Prince who was it Mike Prince came hey, out of hey. Mike Prince. he started crying in an interview <laughs> he's like I don't know what's going on yo, <laughs> yo he broke he's telling the truth right uh, he probably he, I don't yeah he, he what he, yeah He's definitely telling the truth because I don't give him no acting chops like that. He's definitely telling hey, Rick, the truth, but he's like, hey, Rick James, Rick James, grew up in the mansion. Tanya's like, Tanya's like, who's that chick? And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but um, Yo. but shout out, uh, you know, um, just uh, I don't know, man. That that shit was just super weird to me. Uh, I I I take it. I watch the whole thing and I take it away as this. I am. I am gonna bully these guys. He's bullying them. He's bullying them to 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 say the things he. Like, that, that's how I. That's how I feel. And uh, it was just very interesting. And I just want. I just wanted to bring it up because by the time this comes no. out, it might be old news. But for for today, that shit was weird to watch. Like very weird to watch him say things like that. But you know I mean that's how you felt too. So that you you expressed your. What you felt, your perception—that's dope. I mean, I, you know, like, I take it a little bit different than that, but you know, like I said, I think it's big deception to all of this shit. Hopefully, you know what I mean, hopefully it's. Yo, something think, about, think about this. So on the radio, Hot ninety seven, uh, Mace. If you remember a few few years back with Mace and um and uh, who else? Mace and um 
and Cameron was going at it. Remember yep. that? Yep. And dudes dropping crazy shit about each other, whatever. Now they're doing a show. They they were performing at uh, a power. Oh no! Sometimes you just like you just think a lot of this stuff is more, you know, not not really what it seems. You know what I mean? It's just some talk. You know what I mean? So, but um, <clears throat> on another note, having to do with that, uh, Jay Jay Prince was also telling people that um telling people that uh um, that you don't have to check in when rappers come, you know, where they at. You know what I mean? So, and that's something that's always been said, but he was trying to clarify that like that as being a myth. So, yeah, they, see, that's what, I, that's what I meant about the um, questions all being thrown to them. Like, remember, they they, they were like, oh, we, we ain't saying we're a mob. Mob ties means this. Remember, it was like money or, or whatever it was. And I was just like, oh my God, this guy's like, he came up with that on the car ride on the way over. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think to... I think I do believe there is some sort of check-in thing with them. Not necessarily they go out and fuck with every rapper or anything like that. But yeah, like they will hold you down. I have seen certain people not check in and get stuff stolen and miraculously. These are the people who get it back for them. You know what I'm saying? I, I, they've talked about it in the past. It's been mentioned mm -hmm. on records. Um, I, I do feel that that is, but you know, um, you know, Beyonce doesn't have to check in, but you know, mm. uh, like I said today, like a Meek Mill might have to check in. A street Beyonce rapper, a street rapper who wants to come down to Fifth Ward and no. roll around and shoot a music video might have to check in. Might have to, oh. for sure. Oh, With them and and oh. that and their why and then miraculous. The, the world we live, the world we live in, man, now is so medusy. Put it like this: so There's footage of the baby shooting a video in like. Atlanta somewhere in the hood in Atlanta. He and he's he's just with his film crew. You can look it up on YouTube. And all the neighborhood you know all the neighborhood goons get together and they come down to the video shoot and they say, "Who you check in with? Who told you you could shoot here?" He goes, "No one told me I could shoot here." And, but and you know what? Bro? Remember, you ever see that shit? I'll, I'll play it. You know what though? No. On that note, it ain't like you can go different places, but it ain't like you're gonna go in somebody's hood though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right, checking right. in, it, like. Yeah, you can go to Houston and go to the and go to the Astrodome and and watch a game or perform, right. but you can't come right. down and get uh, nah, dinner at. That's checking in, like a lot of <laughs> a lot of necessarily shootouts and shit. Like, like you're allowed to go to Houston, but you can't come mm -hmm. down to the Fifth Ward and be like, "Yo, I'm sure, shooting a music video." That's checking into me, like that. It ain't got, nah, I, I understand that whole hobby, man. You know, um, also on another. You know, we talked about that. But I'm going to give you another Black History moment since oh, we're nice. in Black History Month. Over 10 years ago, we had our first Black president, Barack Obama, started out. It's about 2009. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing time because of the event and it because that he was a direct descendant from slaves. And, and he became president of the free world, black first black president of the free world. Um, so it's just a it's just a um, moment in history because you know even being from the '60s or before what happened, you saw the treatment of, of black people and you know how people were done and slaves and house people and whatever they were, and then like I might have felt it at times the buzz but i never thought we would have um, a black president anytime soon so i'm just speaking at it as a uh 
black history moment, a great moment for those who want to uh, learn something or know something. And then also remember, he wasn't even a black president with the name like Richard Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the crazy part. His name was Barack Obama. No, 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 no. Hold you on, know? hold on, Big Shug. His name was Barack Hussein Obama. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You would have never fucked anybody with that name. The Hussein part is what I thought people had, had the most issue with, probably. No, but the, the fact that, that that didn't... When I first even ever heard his name, I didn't think, like, yo, oh, this dude ain't going to be the president. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even know who he was. I just heard yeah. him. I was, oh, yeah, okay. They're going to call Barack Obama. That's our president. Man, next you know, here we go. I'm glad to be here. And because of that, I'm this. Yo, I'm trying to tell you, that's my man. Now, you know, but that's Black History Part 2. But go ahead. What else you got? You got anything else? Because I'm kind of... <laughs> um, I know we're coming up onto Stupid as Hell, but I want to talk about this. Never have we ever seen someone live up to the hype. Live up to the damn hype more than we saw LeBron James live up to the hype. They came, he came out of high school and like, I don't know, he's all right, but he'll probably score, I don't know, 12, 12, 12, 12 points a game. He's not, he's not big enough. He scored 21. He was the only person was, in the history of ever who were like, they broadcast high school basketball games on ESPN. High school games, boring. There's nine. There's nine high school players out there sucking, and there's a guy so good that they're broadcasting these games on ESPN. Go ahead, Big Show. And let me tell you something <laughs> else about that too. So, not only the fact that he was great and they were doing it, it wasn't like you was just watching this great player, right? You would watch. It was a great team as well. So you like, you were watching good basketball. Those were high level programs. You know, it wasn't like just around the, the hood somewhere, and then they had a player like LeBron. And yeah, yeah. On the, the Notre Dame team. Was, team, you mean? Yeah, he yeah he was great. But also, the biggest thing you said, there's been a lot of high school ballers to come. He's the first one to average 20 points. Yeah, better. And he's he's he surpassed Kareem. You know that great record. But he had to live up to the hype first. Yeah, like even off even off the court. Never got into trouble, not none of that shit. He, he married his um, high school sweetheart. Yeah, that's incredible. And still, he passed Kareem and is like number four on the assist list too. Right. So just now think he, of it like that. Like, yeah, he won't get he won't get that assist joint though. No, but, but, on, but I'm on, saying he'll be up there for a long time. If he, he's, but at, at one thing you got to remember too is the fact that um, the fact that he may he. He made that record. Now, some of the pundits will say, well, when uh, Kareem had that um, uh, when Kareem had that record, there was no three-point line. You know, Kareem, you know, Kareem only made one three-pointer in his, yeah, in his yeah, but, career. Yeah, but was he shooting from back there? Yes. Yeah? Okay, I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah. Guess what? He wasn't shooting from there like like the jump shot. He was shooting a hook shot from that ball. Yeah, yeah. I... I I witnessed it. I'm like, it was an unstop. This is a seven foot two dude <laughs> with this hook shot from far as hell. A hook shot, like hitting it, like and no one could block. He was too high for you to block. So it was an unstoppable shot. He perfected it. Yeah. No one else ever did after. Him. So, um, but but the thing is, LeBron is I think 38. Yep, 38. He's he's averaging I don't know 20 plus points a game. 
uh, when Kareem was his same age, Kareem was averaging 10. So, and the, for the past, LeBron has averaged 20 his whole career or better. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So therefore, uh, he's not slowing down in that form. If you watch him, he's still dominant. He's still got cats bouncing off him. He's, he's a better shooter, yeah. which being older, that's going to help him, you know, the longevity of his game. You know what I'm saying? And he defends. So he could play another two, three years, maybe four, but and put that record really somewhere where it'd be quite to, uh, next to impossible to pass. So, yo, know, shout out to um, him. Shout out to um, his accomplishment. I think it's family. incredible. I think I it's think it, if if it was a uh, people were belittling it and, and this and that. I, I might me personally, I, I've said it on, on the podcast. I've said it a million times. I think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. He's not my favorite, but I, I think I think he's the greatest player to ever play. Like everyone's like, oh well, yeah, he didn't play in the eighties, and they they be pushing him. I'm like, bro, he's two hundred eighty pounds. He pushed fucking John Stockton on his ass. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like, Doesn't matter. Dad, Calvin Murphy, five foot nine, jumped up with his little ass and slapped fire out of this motherfucker that was like almost seven feet. And was I just don't buy mind. people's people's uh thing that oh he he's you know he wouldn't be able to like bro, this is the great in my opinion, this, this is the greatest basketball player that ever played. I, so far, I, I just there'll be another I one. Just, I disagree because when someone goes, if you got a nephew or anybody, right? Yeah, that goes to play a basketball game, right? When he comes home, right? Say it's a little nephew or anyone. Yeah, when he comes home, what do you say? What are you gonna think you're gonna ask the kid? I don't know. Um, what do you, what, I'm not sure. I'm asking, where's you, my money? You ask the, a kid just. A kid played a basketball game. How uh, was young the game? You, How was uh, the game? How was the game? One. Well, what do you think the um he's playing? So what do you think that you would ask him besides that? How did Nothing? you play? Nah. Okay. What, how did you play? Yeah. How? Who, yeah. How, how much so did you score? Who's the win- Who's the winner in the basketball player, a game? Who win? Who's the winner? Yes. Who's the winner in any game? The victor. <laughs> I'm not uh-huh. sure. I don't know how the winner, yeah. Whoever has the most the points. One, the one with more points yeah. is the one that's the, the one with more points is the winner. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that people usually ask kids, adults, or anyone, yeah, how many points you have? Yeah. Now, how much how many you have? Yeah, right? Yeah. Doing that because they're saying the greatest thing about this this game is the score. Yeah. That's number one. Right? And so we're just gonna leave it at, at one thing. Mike Jordan. No matter who was playing, Mike Jordan averaged. Um, he, he he won ten scoring. Yeah, but he did it against fucking Jeff Hornacek and Dan Marley. It's like he did yo, it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, he, he was great. That's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? That's what oh I mean. boy, here we go. That's what you say, you say Dan Marley, right? But Dan Marley was nice. Though. Yeah, dude. Like, Dan, that's know. what I mean. Dan Marley was. It, it, he made the All Star team, and that's what I'm trying to say about that era. That era. What do you? What do, you, that, what do you mean he was nice though? Not he really. He, he, he hit a few good three pointers in the playoffs. Yo, you don't know your history. Nah, I do. You, you can say a lot of other people, but not Dan Barley. <laughs> I try to use it because he was like, I don't know. Dan Barley. I don't know, man. Dan Barley. Dude, you don't oh, know. Dan, Dan Barley made the all star team in that era. You don't Dan know Marley. basketball. If you don't think Dan Marley was a beast, then you obviously don't know basketball. Dan Marley? Or Dan you, Marley. You could pick so many. Barkley and Marley. Hey, yo, you could pick. You could pick so many other dudes where I would be like, well, yeah, that dude might be a little whatever. <laughs> he said, not that guess one. What? Guess what? What's the biggest not thing about one. the basketball game today? 
The biggest thing is probably the, the, the how the, like the three pointer. I guess is like how. All right, so boom. When we when we was uh, when I was younger, it was it was the dunk, obviously. Yeah, the dunk. You know what I mean? But there were some incredible shooters. And guess what? Now you got people in the league too that is like Farmer Bill and Dan. That all they can do is shoot, but because it's that kind of game, they got a career. <laughs> Farmer Yo, Dan. <laughs> they they got they got. A play on the Celtics called Luke Cornett, right? And because we're in Boston, they call him, <laughs> yo, yo, they call him the murder corner. Yo, dog, this dude is a big doopy, like with the six O's in it. Just he's just a body on the score. I give it to him. He gets, he, but but I mean that's and he can shoot a three here. So back in the day, you, they wasn't asking you to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. You stretching the floor now. You know, I think, to me personally, I think LeBron is great. Like, I, I could even put him at number two. But see, my five is going to consist of uh, Bill Russell with 11 titles. And, and guess what? You play who's in front of you, too. Because when Bill Russell played, there was only a certain amount of teams in the league. But guess what? There was a reason why you, what, why were you the one that was way better than people? Because you were nine so, feet I mean, tall and everyone else was my size. No, no, no. You remember? You remember? Everyone else was my back? size. Honestly, honestly, like Bill Russell was great, but everyone he played against was my size, dribbling the ball up to their nipples. Listen, listen, what I'm saying. Bounce pass. Pull. Bounce pass. Pull. Like, <laughs> you, sound, yo, you sound calamitous because, right? Here's calamitous. Another, yo, here's another. Calamitous. Thing. I like it. Another, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in the NCAA tournament, he's seven foot two. Yeah, and back. People would say that he scored and did whatever that because he was seven foot two, right? Yeah. And he and he said himself, no one ever mentions the fact that in the NCAA tournament that year, I think it was about sixty or better players that were over seven feet tall. But you only spoke about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's just LeBron. I think he's a great player, all-around greatest player. But he's in the top five for me. Who, is, who are your I'm top five? Gonna, huh? Who are your top five? I'm going to have to say Mike. Okay. Right? I'm going to have to say Will Chamberlain in any order. Nice. I'm going to have to say Bill Russell. I'm going to have to say Larry Bird <laughs> and LeBron. Nice. You know what I'm saying? LeBron. I definitely got to have Larry Bird. See, when people, me, I've been, a, you know, for all those listening and watching us, Yeah. I've been a student sports and games like like wow. basketball and such for years my entire life and it was a long span a few decades and um i just didn't watch you know i i really observed it and experienced a lot of this shit like straight up man you know i i go back to where when i my first basketball game i was in boston garden you know what i'm saying with with them motherfuckers was little as ants yeah was, yeah yeah you said that yeah yeah and it was smoky as shit. You couldn't see shit, and that was normal, like mad smoky. And um, the team was the Buffalo Braves, who had Randy Smith, Braves. the big girl, and Bob McAdoo. So I might be dating myself with those who know that. But that was my first game. I was like, damn, this, you know. But shout out to him. It was great that his wife was in the audience in attendance. There were so dude, many people there. Every yeah, every, every living daughter. every living. Great, I would say, was there except uh, Michael Jordan, I don't think, was there. But every living great, you know like, what, there was a bunch of people in attendance. Do you know what the controversial 
part of did you, did you even find out because you're usually one of the good good at obtaining news do you find do you know what the uh the controversial uh moment was when that happened um <clears throat> i what i've seen people complaining about controversy uh he didn't celebrate with his team is that it i see you looking i see you looking you're almost there anthony davis oh while all this was going on um he sat on the bench. He sat there while everyone was cheering and on the team. Oh wow! And they see and it looked kind of whack. Like you could go look at the footage; it looks kind of whack. Cause like, why wouldn't you be? It was a great moment. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's gonna come out. And maybe he could have been pissed at the moment because they were losing and he wasn't doing good. And I feel like he he's been hurt, often hurt. Yeah. Probably was hurt again. All we know, cause you know what I mean. So I think he was just kind of messed up in the moment, you know. But it was a great moment. You know, because Kareem, I mean, Kareem held the record. You know how many years he held the record? 40, right? 38. 30, 39. 39. 39. You're close. You know what I mean? So uh. think about that. But if somebody else holds the record for 40 years and it gets broken, guess what? I'm not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, can see oh, like a, I can see like a Steph Curry type breaking it eventually, but not, maybe not him, but someone who shoots fucking 90 fucking three-pointers. You have to like that. You have to shoot like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, what do we want to go, Stizzy? Yeah, we're going to go to stupid as hell. Yeah, shout out LeBron James. That's incredible, Mike. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. People. Oh, my oh, nose touched the mic. Congratulations. Also, shout out, Tom Brady. shout out to Tom Brady for Tim retiring. And Bill Belichick. Because they was recently on a um, podcast together with, uh, I think, Jim Gray. Bill Belichick Tom, retiring? Tom. No, oh. it was it was, you know it's Brady, but yeah. Bill Belichick was on the podcast with him, and, oh, and yeah. both they were both congratulating each other and, and showing that you know, bro love and, and and how important they were to each other's careers, and I thought it was very very dope. And very, so is he gonna be a a patriot for one day so he can retire as a patriot? Yeah. They haven't said that yet, but we'll, we'll, I think, we'll see uh, that. I think Patriots fans over. Um, over hype fucking his love for the Patriots. He he's a football player. Like he doesn't have a fucking allegiance to 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 this place. Or a, 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 he doesn't. Oh, honestly, he doesn't owe New England anything. He gave them fucking six Super Bowls. He doesn't owe him anything. I, I believe. I believe that. I believe he he loved New England like that. The reason why I think that is because, dude, this is Tom Brady. Even ten years ago, twelve years ago, he could have left New England. Any of them times, he could have left New England. You see what I'm saying? He stayed there. Yeah. Like, nobody was forcing him. And some years, he had some whack-ass receivers and some tough-ass shit, but he stayed. He kept staying. So, I feel like, because, you know, I feel like like uh, Bill Belichick enlightened us on something on the podcast. So, he, I guess he coaches the blue and gray uh, all-star game, was usually for the top collegiate players. And then he was down there this year coaching um, his staff, and he he's seen the pictures of, of a lot of NFL players came from that game. He's seen a picture of Tom Brady, and he just takes them back. You know what I'm saying? And be like, damn, man. You know, I remember he was a kid coming out of college, mm -hmm. and he went on to be, you know, with me, he went on to be this. And Tom, and then um, Tom Brady, his allegiance came comes to this part here. Yo, you got to remember, he sat there and watched all those teams pass on him. Eight quarterbacks, I think, went before him. They were all trash. Like, 
you know, gone. Yeah. Like, you know, he did what he did. So that might have had check him. New England took a chance on me. And it's in folklore that he told Robert Kraft, by selecting me, it's the best decision you ever made. Oh, nice. This is what he said <laughs> before he won any championships. You know what I mean? So I, that's why I feel his allegiance was like, yo, they gave me this shot, I'm a show. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. He did. How did Bledsoe get hurt? How did he get hurt? I forget. <clears throat> he went to the sidelines, first of all. No. <laughs> Uh-oh, hold on. He tried to run it. He's not a running quarterback. Yeah. And I forget the linebacker's name, but he blasted the shit out of him. You can see, yo, you know, you ever watch cartoons and somebody get hit and yeah. or, or, or in a movie, they die in about six or seven and they silhouettes come out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ouch. Yo, I seen Drew Bledsoe's silhouette. Blah, blah. I and so then he had broke something in his chest and shit was bleeding and all that. And that's when Tom Brady came in. <clears throat> now, here's the thing. Tom Brady was doing all right. It wasn't like he was... Three, four hundred yards a game. He was keeping it steady. He wasn't turning the ball over, which Bledsoe had a problem with at that time. And um, so they were winning games. And then when Bledsoe got well, I figured they'd give it back to him. That's usually what they, they did. Do. I feel like they did. No, they, so no, they went. No, they, they, so Tom Brady no, came this, in. He said no. Hold on. Uh, this is how no. I remember it at least. Tom Brady came in. He's not the truth, no matter what you're saying. He won Go the ahead. he won the Pro Bowl or I'm mean, not the Pro Bowl, the Snow Bowl with the Raiders there. Whatever. Who? He, Tom Who? Brady. Who? Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady. He won the next game. And then there was a uh, whole thing. Who should start? Because Bledsoe's ready. He's back. Bledsoe's, I believe Bledsoe started. Okay, would you like to put $100 on that? I don't think so, because you, <laughs> you seem to be very <laughs> fucking... He's been trying to interrupt you for the last five minutes, you think? No? You seem to be very okay. sure that he let didn't, just, but I feel like... Go ahead. Let me just... Let me tell you this, for my, my being the historian of that uh, game... Uh, and the Patriots, man. I know Patriots that go way back from you know different generation. Um, once Tom Brady became I kind starter, of, I kind of agree with you now. I'm remembering it now. Oh remember, boy, he already. I remember. Sides. I remember a sulky hey. Drew Bledsoe. Once, once, yo, once he relinquished that spot, and Brady was the starter. Yeah, Bruce Bledsoe was never the starter again. Where did he, he go? Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, and. Now, they had this thing on, you know, this is years later, so I had this thing on with his family recently, and his parents were talking about how they hated Belichick when that happened. <laughs> like, the whole family was mad as shit. And this is the one, this is the dude who had mad, made millions already. Yeah. And But in fact, because usually when he got when he got well, we was like, okay, they'll throw him back in there. No, Belichick knew what he was doing. He said, we're going to stick with this boy. Yeah. And then look what happened. And then, guess what? Drew Bledsoe, fast forward, down the road, down the road, he somehow ends up in Dallas, and then um, he gets hurt again, and Tony Romo takes over, and the rest is history. Oh, so he's in enough. He's good yeah. luck for them and bad luck for him. Yeah, he said, "I'm good." Now I got to, like one of the top wine um, sellers, like in the in the world. He has like, a restaurant too, right? Restaurants too, right? Restaurants too. Huh? He has restaurants too, doesn't he? Tony Romo's isn't that a real restaurant? Yeah, yeah I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Drew Bledsoe has the wine. Oh, Drew Bledsoe. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah he's rich. a big Congratulations. one. Aguilar, what up, bro? Can you hear me? What up, what up, what up, fam? So before we start, what you, Go what you got? I'm Chef Tanya. I'm Mr. DL. Mr. We'll DL, you famous, yes. I remember you <laughs> way back. No, you famous. <laughs> no, but he worked with Onyx, too, and oh. shot videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Mr. DL for sure. Hell yeah. He's Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, right? You from Mass, right? 
Yeah, I live in, I live in Mass right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, all right. So yeah, see, see, I'm familiar. That's dope. How you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty good, man. I'm just uh, just look great. Right. <laughs> oh, here comes Big Show. Do this. Oh, here he is. Finally, see if he's there. See if he us. All right, yo, everything. Let's get into everything, yo, bro. I can't wait. <laughs> yo, this is Big Show. This is Big Show in the Danger Zone podcast, along with Mr. DL and Chef Tanya Cole. It's episode 55, Double Nickels. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm here right now um, with a special guest. Uh, brother goes way back, man, with me and in, in this music industry and such. Um, my man Aguilar, what's good, brother? What's good? What's good? Yo, thank you for having me, Sug. I appreciate the time, man. It's been a minute. Yes, sir. I'm- All that. Thank you for having me. What we want, no, no doubt. What we want to do, though, is... Um, you want to uh, give the people a backstory on yourself, you know, where you come from and how did this, uh, how did it come about with you and this hip hop and, um, you know, why you matter, you know what I'm saying? Yo, the, the, the true fact is that I'm, you know, I'm about to be reaching my 50th year in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been down with hip hop since it first started. Um, at the end of the day, like, I've come from the grassroots of, you know, Brownsville, Brooklyn. That's my neighborhood where mm-hmm. I started at. Um, everybody that knows me from a kid know that hip hop was in my blood, in my bloodlines. I was a DJ at first. I beatboxed. I mm-hmm. got bro. I did. I did everything in hip hop that would make you a hip hopper at that time. Back in the '80s, like if you did all five. You broke, you break dance, you pop, you, you, you DJ. It was all in me. And at the end of the day, you know, like as a young guy, being from Brownsville in, in, in the projects, you know what I mean? I, I couldn't afford turntables. So I had a neighbor of mine that would show me how to use the um, Technique 1200s. From there, his name was Jerome. Jerome was a cool dude that was a neighbor, lived on the same floor in my building, and he was just like, let me in as a little kid, you know, just to see what it was. He wouldn't let me touch too much, because I was, you know, he had, you, you, you know, to be a DJ, you know, took a lot. Either way, I wound up learning from DJs in my neighborhood. Then I DJ for my own group. We did talent shows. Long story short, my godfather, his name is Jose. He ran a record store. <laughs> in Brownsville called Soul Shack, which Premier been to, which Red DMC been to, Keith been there, God bless that Guru been there. Uh, it's called Soul Shack on Pickin' Ave and Rockaway. That was my godfather record store. So right. I come from my family, already had music embedded in our family. We already had Motown. My aunts listening, giving me Motown records from that to rock and roll to, you know, uh, disco to soul, you know, anything that was good music came through my household, even the Beatles, you know what I'm saying? Of course. So how do you, um, uh, how did you come into, you know, uh, was it rapping first, was it breaking, or, you know, what, what was it with you? Well, I was I was MC Angel D, that was my first MC name, MC Angel D. And I went by MC Angel D by nine years old, and I was going underneath the ropes at jams. Right. Because in Brownsville, they used to have jams. We ain't have right. no 
uh, open mics. There was hands. You either had to go show your talent in front of a lot of people in the neighborhood, right. whether you got booed or not, got dissed or not, that was the heart that you had to have and mm -hmm. go behind the ropes when DJ spinning, because I come from that ever when I was young watching older DJ spin break beats back and forth. And I was like, I can get on the mic just like him and get busy, but you know, it was that thing that they didn't want to let young dudes on. So I went through that stage of, can he really run? Can he really prove himself? And I learned that you got to go through neighborhood politics to get on to that level. So right. it was that it was that neighborhood politics. Is he that nice? And I beat that neighborhood politics real easy. You know what I mean? It was in me. Like I was born with hip hop. It was in me since a baby. I, it wasn't something that I decided to do. It was born in me since day one. You understand? Like it was something that I, I, I say like this. It was like ranking. I'm good at joking on people. Same right. way, like snapping. You know what I mean? Like that was the thing that we 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 grew up doing a lot of snapping on each other. But that was like rapping. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You might not remember, man. I used to air it out like that a lot. But, yeah, uh, you the man. You the man when it comes to that. You, you legendary when it comes to that. <laughs> it they, sure does. They, they would say that. They would say that all over the world. No, I'll I, I give it to you. You, Yo. you, you, got, you, you got legendary You got legendary belts yeah. when it comes to the snap. You've Yo. been in legendary places when it comes to the snap, so I can't even <laughs> lie on that one. Yo, that's crazy. That's I mean, I, I, you, you tell the truth, though. So, I mean, I know I was snap master. No, I've been there. I've been, you know, you be there when, when right. you got you to gotta get hit up. Yeah, I don't care if you a rapper or not. It like, friend or no friend or yeah. whatever, you still gonna catch the heat. Wow, hey yo, hey. So listen, when I um hold up, that's just my friend calling Sam Risk. When uh, we do yo. podcasts, we shut our phones off. <laughs> hold on, not be shit. That was that was that was my man Spam in the cat. Oh, but listen, shit. um, Spam like. So, when I first came to New York in the beginning times, like it was probably like early 91 and such, um, you know, I met a lot of cats in, in the, in the um, up and coming. And you were one of them. Uh, at the time, I knew you as Adolf, the assassin. Yes, sir. And That's I remember now, so yes. I remember talking about the elements of hip hop. So I remember that uh, you had got this deal. So, you know, how we were all, we were all kind of like, uh, we were parallel to each other. A lot of a lot of people in the business, like you've seen everybody everywhere. So when when a person would get a deal, you would be telling the next people like, "Oh, I just got this deal with so and so with Blasey Blah." That's how it was, you know. And I remember you did uh, uh, the first time I seen this video. I think it was a Ghetto Girl. Ghetto Girl was the first oh. video I ever released, ever, ever, ever big production video that I ever had. Right. Yo, so peeps, I'd already saw I had already saw you. And we be all kicking it, but I didn't. I didn't know uh, that you had did the video and all that till afterwards. You told us. Then when I seen it, I was like, "Damn, hold up, right?" Because I mean, it was like, first of all, it was you went in on it, you know what I'm saying? But I just kind of remembered like feeling like you was on um, grimy, like you came on that grimy side. But right. in that video, it was like it was a bunch of dancers, like him almost. You know what I'm saying? Well, 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 I can explain. Let me explain that to you. Right. When I had originally got the deal, I, I came with a record called Somebody's Faking Moves. The same right. record that Run DMC co-signed. Mm. 
right? They co-signed me. Mr. Like mm-hmm. people don't know this, but Run co-signed me the the deal in the right. first place. Right. So like, I mean, he didn't get me the deal, but he gave me that. Like, he heard my song, and that song allowed me to go shop the deal. And they like that song. That song was way harder than Ghetto Girl. That Ghetto Girl was a song that they asked me to make after I got right. So you, so like, you did- more commercial. So mm-hmm. I did that. I did that. I handed it in. Then Sylvia Rowe called me back and said, "You, yo, we want to, you know, go full full speed with this." So I was like, "All right, well, let's go." So we you know, did it. It's crazy because you just said a key thing where um, it was even more prevalent at that time because everybody was hip hop coming into the business. You was already hip hop, but now you was coming to the hip hop business. So exactly. a lot of times labels would be like, yo, we need this commercial. We need this for the radio. We need to, stuff they would tell you all the time. Because when I seen it, I was surprised. But, and this is way back then, not because of, you know, the video, the video was dope, but I'm saying you had like mad synchronized dances with you. Right, and I was like, yo, so you basically, you basically was that main dude dancing like Michael Jackson or, or, or Ham or something, but they was like with you and you was robbing. So I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, well this dude's a little, you know, multifaceted, you know what I'm saying? So did, did you catch like a certain kind of flack behind that back then or, you know what I mean? Did people move with you on that or, or, or what happened at that point, you know? Well, I was, you know, I'm I'm a person before all of this. You know, it come with the game. Yeah. You know, I I I I I learned from the greats. You know, I I I learned from Camille, you guys. Mm-hmm. I learned from Keith. I learned from Kane. I learned from Rakim. I learned from MC Him. I learned <laughs> from. Nah, yeah, nah. yeah. You could dance. You could dance for real. So you had to learn that from somewhere. I, I yeah, yeah, know. yeah, 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 because you know what? I learned from Kane that you could dance too, and that's one of right. my items. Right. Kane dance too. Let me, you know what I mean? Right. Not, I'm an East Coast MC, right. but mm-hmm. my idols before me showed me what you need to do to be an entertainer, and I'm an entertainer by, by nature, you know what I mean? Like, and I felt like I, I, I you know, as, as a Puerto Rican, from Brooklyn, you know, we don't get enough uh, representation on that level, which I'm not going to speak on right now. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like, you know, me being here, still here, still putting out material. And my, my base is like, I don't have like one niche of what I do. I have many talents as a person. I don't want to be labeled as, the person that just does this, you know, just does this. I have a, you know, great imagination. I run a business now as a hip hop producer, as a hip hop artist. I don't dance no more, but when I was younger and, you know, we had fun, you know, and I still dance, but that's what, you know, that's what my people's at a club or you might catch me grooving out somewhere. That's just me at my nature. You know, ain't nothing wrong. I see you dancing too, sure, go on stage. No question. We all, we all got. Let, let, let me tell you, right? Oh, you froze up. Make sure you hit that Yo, like we, button, subscribe. We got Agalog yeah. right now on the Danger Zone podcast. Yo, you did that. Yo, it froze up on him, I think. Yeah. That's all right. Playing Mortal Kombat, that's Sub Zero. 
Yo, yo, DL, you over there on some radio shit? It was. This is the Danger Zone podcast, and you are here with Big Shit, Mr. DL, Chef Tanya Nicole. Make sure you hit that like button. Oh, but now Big Shit's giving them them eyes. He's like the the W D podcast. What, is he still froze up? Yeah, he's froze up. He'll yeah. figure it out. Wow, Sugar, what are you if sipping my on? My ends are come back in. Um, well, normally when I'm, I'm right now, people are at location. You know what I'm saying? I'm at the, um, I'm in the cut, and okay. um, I'm sipping. I usually sip on, sip on the uh, Cicero. Uh, <laughs> well, now nah, I don't never sip on the Cicero. You know, <laughs> one dude told me one thing. Uh, thing, uh, little bitty. Shout out to little Bibby man, you know, out of uh, town. That he he said on this interview with Brian, he said that he um used to put noun laters in that syrup. Oh, I love and it noun laters. To where it made it taste very good, and he said you'd be all linked down, slumped up. Yeah, they jo- most people use Jolly Ranchers. I never heard of noun laters. Yeah. That's oh. pretty good. That's, Yo, that's what that's he said. Sorry, that's candy. Jolly Ranchers. Not that I know. Not that I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, he, that's what I heard on the street. Now you're right. He said Jolly Ranch, and um, he said he didn't want to be slumped like that when you know somebody could roll up on you, which which I I took to, but um, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's still doing. Man. He's still doing a. He's still doing a robot. We not. He got we got Aguilar back. No no. Oh, you back? No sweat. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm here. You know. Hey back. yo, one thing I was about to tell you too. So, do you remember Nikki Nicole, uh, producer man? She used to be around Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I remember Nikki Nicole, of course. She used to be around Master Ace and them. Yeah, she used to only she was the only woman doing beats. Like she was she was, you know, doing beats. She oh, did you know a- you know what? Not to cut you off. I'm sorry, yeah. but I just got a message saying that True Master said peace. He wanted to build with you from Wu Tang. No question. True Master, my man. You know what? He was in the early times I came there. Shout out to um True Master, uh, Wu Tang producer. Um, and also because when I first came out there, you know, we um, we know him as Shabazz. So, you know, we we always crib and all that, man. Guru, Guru took me somewhere, uh, everywhere. He took me everywhere to catch up with people. Plus, um, True Master was the first dude I have here uh, to rhyme backwards. You know what I'm saying? So he can yeah, rhyme yeah, that's, that's the goal. We're doing a 50th anniversary producer project right now. Um, yeah. Me, him, me, him, um, love, um, 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 Pete Rock, Large right. Professor, Easy Moby, all the producers that can rhyme. You feel me? Shout out. Together, so it'll be dope. It's an honor to be on that. When, you know, <laughs> he putting it together right now. I got a so question. Listen. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good. All right, so I, I got a question. I mean, I obviously knew who you were in, in my younger days, but what really um, made me a fan of yours was the Grand Theft Auto game. Driving around playing, wow. playing that Grand Theft Auto with your music playing on the radio. Did you? Um, did that really help you? Because I feel like it helped. That must have helped you. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't doubt that it was a good look, you know, um, at the end of the day. But when you when you speak on help, we're dealing with a, a, a first thing that never happened before. When we talk of video games and, and music, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm part of something that never really got, you know, uh, that game real so hip hop records on video games. Yeah, and the you first said, time you ever heard real hip hop records on video games was Grand Theft Auto. And you said your Did name you? on the song, which was I don't know if you planned that or they just what song they used. I don't know how that worked out, but you start the song with your name. Yeah, I didn't that, even play the game. 
I, 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 I didn't play the game before they sent it to me. I did not play the game, bro. Oh, I promise you on, my, on everything. How it happened was I got a call from Jonathan Schechter and Stretch Armstrong. It was like, yo, can you give us a joint? I was like, all right, for what? It was like a mixtape that we're doing for some Grand Theft Auto. It was like a mixtape. I don't even think they knew what it was going to be. They just yeah. got hired to music for some shit. Rising you to know, the top, they, right? They called, right. Me, they called me. I get a call. I was like, all right. So I called Sean Price. I'm like, yo, what you doing? He's like, yo, um, nothing. I was like, well, let's come, come to the studio. We laid that record easily, sent it back. I didn't even think none of it. I make music every day, so it was like I ain't thinking of it at the time. Not 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 thinking that it would, but I knew what they wanted. Yep. You know, it was like you asked me to do something, request me, especially from people like you know Stretch. You know, I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta hit you with some real shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was easy. Yeah. It wasn't even like he just told me give him some dope shit for the video, whatever. It was like mixtape, whatever. I didn't know what was going down with no video game at the time. So when I seen the After Effect and they gave me a copy of the game, I put that shit in my PlayStation. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this shit's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, it was something. It was something. I think one of my biggest, you know, things I could say that I could put on my board that I'm part of something that went 20 million copies. Yeah. And crazy. That's one of the most I classic mean, games ever. Go ahead, shit. It's crazy when you said it because. Um, you know, Guru also, Guru was actually a character in Grand Theft Auto. They, right, they used, right. Yeah, they used his voice for that dude selling the cars. No or something, sure. right? It was kind of wild. And, you know, and then, of course, people know that I rapped over the little punch-out beat. So all these games, is, is, and we did a one-off with the Melissa and another song for uh, uh, 2K Live. Wait, so the Melissa, <clears throat> that's a classic hip-hop record. So, of course, oh, yeah. they go and license it. That's what's going on. They don't license your hip Either they'll ask you to do something or they'll license your hit. So listen, yeah. man. So also in hip hop, like, you know, a lot of times people change names and stuff like that. And I noticed that there was a point where you were switching quick. Like, with, with far as when you was, um, you was Adolf, the assassin. Then you was, uh, what was the purple one? What was the purple situation? Okay, that's Dipset. Oh, no, nah, but when you when you was calling yourself something, Purple Gang. That's yeah, acting like Don Bishop. Okay. Brad yes. Piff. Brad Piff. Okay. I got many names. I got okay. many names. Brad Piff. Ag Al Ghul. Um, you know, uh, Eddie Propane. But people know me as Agalar Don Bishop now because, like, I was a reinvention when I got down with Dipset, Purple City, and Jim Jones and Cameron and Two Wells when I started hanging around them. We all started hanging around each other, but it was like a process where, you know, I was living in the Bronx for a minute and I met my homie. He introduced me to Shice Bub. Shice Bub and me got cool. Then six months later, he asked me to be in a group with me, him, and Uncasa. Then I was like, I don't know unlike that, but hey, well, I'll do a record with him. And then one thing led to another and then we started making mixtapes. Luca Brasi, who runs the, um, you know, the the gumbo. You know what I mean? Like, Luke, I run the gumbo right now. He was running with us. We had like a whole crew of me, him, uh, Max B. You know what I mean? We was all running together when the shit was hot, when, you know, we were screaming Bird Gang. 
Mm-hmm. A lot, but then we had Purple City, which was two different things. Yeah, Burger yeah, King yeah. with Jim Jones, Purple City was me, Shice, Bub, and Un. So me, Shice, Bub, and Un wound up getting a, a deal on Koch Records, and then I wound up producing an album, second album. Then I wound up having a solo album on Baby Grand Koch. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was a whole nother movement for me. I had to reinvent myself. I felt like Many you know, you know yeah. as an artist, you know, that's I feel like, you know, on a business perspective, you know, people that know me, you know, my ideas are vast. So I felt like I, I, I could do that as a producer. You know, what I mean, the gift I got, the gift I have is to be able to reinvent. So that's what I did. Um, it wound up being successful. We sold a lot of mixtapes on the streets. You know what I mean? Over a million. Got the attention of Koch Records. So, you know, that's when we put out Purple City Burger and with Jim Jones on the single and had Max B on the album, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. So, so there was also, there was also a, when you were doing, doing with, uh, with, uh, uh, I know, I know, but anyway, anyway, you were doing, doing, doing Alchemist. Y'all had a little something going on for that moment. What was that about? Well, after uh I, that was really I met Alchemist when Lil Dap we was hanging out a lot. And me and Dap we uh worked on his second album, uh, Tear for the Ghetto. I wanted to produce some records on the Tear for the Ghetto, which was Alchemist production. We met on that album. Me and Al had a liking for each other. We wanted to become a cool Alchemist had beats producing on that album. And I met him, at, we just built a relationship outside of that album. And then me and him, you know, we, we used to go doing a lot of record shopping together. You know, that's one thing that I do as a producer. I go a lot of record shopping, um, sample hunting, you know, looking for, you know, different grooves, stuff like that. So, you know, he would, uh, me and I, he and I would, you know, we, we would go out of town, you know, we just jump on a plane be like, what are you doing today? I, I know a record convention. Uh, let's get a ticket. We go out to, you know, uh, Arizona, you know, uh, overseas, Miami. So that's how Y'all still good now? Yeah, we cool. Yeah, yeah. Much congratulations to him. He just won his fourth Grammy. Big up to him. He's a, he's, he he shot me out, man, on his, uh, masterclass. So, of course, I give that brother much respect. I got it. You know what I mean? Tough business to be in. It's a tough business to be in as a producer because we don't get enough credit for creating a backdrop of some of these successful rappers that have, which I'm all right with, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I like, I, I don't like the fame. I like the money, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got a quick question about <clears throat> about that while we're on the subject. Um, like, what was all that with Griselda, the Griselda and Sean, and Sean Price stuff? Like, what, what was that all about? Yeah, big misunderstanding, you know, from you know, a past history of me and, and uh in Conway, we had like, you know, a run in a long time ago before Griselda was even thought about. We talking about like when I was on tour with uh Craig G in yeah. the nineties. And I meet a young kid at a Buffalo show and that was, you know, Conway. And he wanted to battle, oh, shit. do all this, show me he was nice and all that. And, you know, I let him spit. Yeah. Long story short, this is in the MySpace days. Oh, damn. I get a message from him 
on MySpace saying, yo, I need beats. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, what's the business? You know, trying to ask him, you know, in the, you know, like businessman, all right, you want me to do a service for you? What's going on with the business? He's like, I don't pay for beats. And then I was like, I can't do nothing for you. And then he said, fuck you mm. on a message on MySpace. That's mm. where the strike one started. There's other runners I got with him, but I ain't gonna go into that here because you know what I mean? That's, we squashed that. Yeah, we squashed that. But you, you know what I'm saying? I know that boy since he was young. Congrats to them. You know, we all good. I spoke to, you know, I spoke to him. He he actually uh, posted something on his Instagram saying we ain't got no smoke. Yeah, I mean, we smoke. Do you think, you in, hi- in, in hindsight, do you think, man, I should have just maybe floated him at one beat. Nah, I'm good. I don't know. I'm ain't about no beat. It's not. A, it's not about no beat. It's about the business. I work with the best already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tell me I haven't. No, I, I, you're I'm not, not going, saying that. You're not going. You're not going. You're not going to try to, you know, pin down what I already done for the game already because one group said, nah, I, you know, we had a dis, dis, discrepancy on anything personal. That's not. That's not the case here. No, I feel that. I you feel know what I'm saying? I already work with who I feel is the best in my book, so I'm Gucci. Yep. You know what's you know the funny thing about it too is 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 you find yourself uh in those positions and then I hear what he what he said, I said that several times. Um I don't pay for beats, right? This was this was, you know, but I mean people knew who Big Sugar was was. That's why they was coming to me with these musics. And then after I would say it, you know, in a different realm after I would say it. They were giving it to me anyway, because I explained like how this business worked at the time. As far as you were getting exposure at the same time, because um, I was gonna rhyme on your music. But that's because I was somebody too, though. You know what I mean? Well, it wasn't you... like I was. Yeah, when you're on a label like me, though, when you run a label like I do, I can't do that with with, with producers and take anything free because it's going to wind up legally hurting me in the long run. And I'm not doing, I'm not dealing with that kind of problem. Anything I ever did, I paid for. Like, I, I, hired, I hired Permit for a beat. Then he hired me for a beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it works. One hand washed up, you what? never know. What, like, what, who, what who hired you? The services. Huh? What beat did he hire you for? I did a track. Well, Preem asked me to do a track for um, Teflon. And I came back, did a remix for Teflon. And okay. um, he loved it. You know what I mean? And then I walked out and asked him, yo, I need one for my album. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, somebody, like, like, somebody. You know, that's, like, how, that's how I feel. Like, when you got when you, when you you got the label situation behind you, your business, right? You know, you, you got no excuses but to pay that man that's doing that work. I mean, I, be, I believe in that 100. percent You know, um, uh, so as we as as we stand now, like, look, also, you know what? You say you worked with a lot of great people, whatever. But could you yeah. just give a rundown, like, so people like that are listening know, like, you know, we probably okay. dealt with. Nah, let, let, no, um, yeah, hell yeah, he got a, he got a crazy list. Go ahead, sorry. Oh just man, give us some. Just give us some. You know, um, starting from uh, well, you know, um. Man, uh, well, Busta Rhymes is one. Who? Uh-huh. Who's that? Busta Rhymes. Oh, oh, I heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Anthony Hamilton. Oh, jeez. Mm. Oh, I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah, because the record I did had Anthony Hamilton and Busta on it. That's my first oh, okay. double platinum record, which was on 
when disaster strikes. That's my first double platinum certification as a producer. Buster gave me that. Hell Thank man. you, Buster, for that. Um, and they had Anthony Hamilton. Nobody knew who Anthony Hamilton was at the time. So mm -hmm. that was a great look for me. Mm -hmm. um, EPMD, their last two albums, Back to Business, Out of Business, I produced and featured on both of those albums as an MC and a producer. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked with a group home. Mm -hmm. I worked with Dodge Effects, produced Dodge Effects, Big Pun, mm. Cool G Rap, Big Daddy K. You got a long one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's Run DMC. Mm. Uh, Man, that's good. Yeah. Mm. All right. I, I want to come, yeah, back. I wanna come back to this after you keep going. Yeah. Nah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Um, nah. Tipset. Tipset, hell yeah. <laughs> So many um, good ones. I got more. I got, I got a whole lot more. Master Eight. I know uh, you got a Alchemist. I, I um, just, yo, I know you got a whole bunch because I know it's gonna be too long if you just say them all. You don't need to. It's cool. But I just want the people that are listening and watching for the first time to understand and to know who Aguilar is and, and what you've been affiliated. So that's why I I asked you to name some. That's a lot of greatness and greatness is amongst greatness. But um. What did you want to say, DL? Oh, you, you, um, you know, you obviously produced for Onyx. There's always this controversy over who who made the last day's beat. Was it you or was it Fredro? Now, before you answer, I know you're a producer and so am I. So I just want to fucking rant real quick. When you listen to a song on the radio, rappers, ready? When you listen to a song on the radio and be like, that'd be a good beat. And someone else makes it. You did not produce it. So... <laughs> I just want to know that that in general, um, I'm not saying that that's what happened for this record, but I see on Twitter all the time. Oh, he, I'm producing a record. I'm like, no, nah, you found a sample and Aguilar made it. So I just want to know if, what if that's what happened. I'm gonna, give you, I'm gonna keep it a bean with you. This is from everything, you know. Respect to Fredro. Yeah, hell yeah. Because I I would never been a part of that second album. My name is on the second album, obviously. If yeah. you look on on the credits, like my name is on the second album. It's just that, that one record, it fucks up a lot of the speculation of who had part of what. Yeah. The argument is that we both produced the album. We all did. Okay. Me, Fred, and Stick, we all did. But at the end of the day, they had disputes with JMJ. They were falling out with JMJ at the time, you know, and things wasn't going smoothly with them and J&J, &J, so politics came into play. I, you know, let's like immediately push a stop on a button when the, when you can't spend no more money on a budget type shit. Yeah. And then everybody got to stop working. That's what happened. Like I had to stop working in the middle of shit. I couldn't finish my paperwork on that record. That's why I don't get mentioned on that record but I am part of that record on God. I'm yeah. a part of the other three records on that album, but my name don't show up on that record because of the fact they had disputes with Def Jam. And that's just what happens when it comes to politics. They still my boys, love them to death. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? I always... You know, I, I don't, you know what? I don't really give a fuck about it because at the end of the day, my experience with them is so much more. You know, I'm grateful when they took me around the world. You know what I mean? I went to Japan. I went to Germany with them. I went to, you know, 
So did you play you know, it? Did you tap it out? Did you play it? Did you make it? I gotta know. Pardon me. Did you make the beat? Did you tap the drums? Did you did you cut it up? I just I would. That's what I, I wanted to know. I'm dying to know. I, I, I basically I basically arranged it. I arranged the loop the way it needed to be. Me and Fred arranged it together. Okay. And then it needed added on with Sonny Caesar came and added on. Sticky added on. We all added on. It was like a four-man production. It was all of us making oh, that okay. record. We all made that record. So we made like... that record in the laundry. We made that record in the laundry room with an <laughs> MP with with a with an S950. I was in the lawn. I'm the nigga that runs the studio. Studio. When it comes to Onyx, I ran everything on stage for Onyx. I ran all the live beats. Anything we was doing on tour, I ran the sound. I ran all the live shit. Nice. Beats, production. When it comes to that, I was the production man on stage for Onyx going all around the world. Let me mind you, not just the artist. I was the guy that was opening and running the beats. I used to rhyme and then run back to the MP and bang the live beats. For, for Sticky, ask him about that. We used to design a show off the MP, me and him. Me and me, like, we, it was all of us, bro. Yeah, yeah. We all was family, bro, you gotta remember that. So it's kind of like organized uh, organized noise. Family, really. family, it, it ain't no one man in family. When you with, when you with, when you with, when you what? live with people, I live with them. I, I live with Stick and Fred and, 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 and Sonny. Like, we bought money from each other, bro. That's how deep this shit is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's dope. We, we, we family. Like, they, they, these was my brothers that took me around the world, look after me, look after my back when I never even seen or spoke another language. They was like, nigga, you coming with us. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's dope. You know how that feel? I don't care. That's just, I'm a humble man. Shit like that stay with me forever. I'm writing it in my book soon. Oh, yeah. So, so so listen, um, I just got a question that I'd like to ask you too as we build. You know what I'm saying? Um been doing it for a minute. About years 33. Uh, I got a question for you. What's your 10 favorite MCs? Oh shit. My 10? My 10? Uh favorite, uh really uh grassroots favorite. Yeah, hold on I, one second. Hold on one second. Now, right, nah, everything man. I love, though, um, you know, like from 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 the gate, like you know, people that you know, from my perspective, Kane, you know, mm -hmm. I just like number one to me. Uh, Kane and Rock Kim, you know, they you know they two different MCs. I don't put them on the same pedestal, but right. Kane, uh, I say. Uh, you know, another another MC that was great to me back then that, you know, that really, you know, struck the chord to me. So I, I, I say I, I say like this. Um another MC, I I I say Biggie. Right. Okay. Big, because I, I hung with him. I got to know him. Pac. Mm -hmm. Another brother that I rock with, you know, that 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 I got close with before Tommy, you know, Demise, you know what I mean? Um right. Pac. Like I, I felt a lot of Pac lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Like just mm -hmm. the way he expressed himself, that was something um 
crazy. Um, another MC that I would say that was slept on in my book, highly in my in my favorite, Chill Rob G. Chill Rob G, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. first timer. Chill Rob, I felt don't get a lot of credit, and um, his story ain't told. You know, to me, like I think he was one of the phenomenal lyricists uh, in my book. Like his first album, you know, I just. I could play that anytime, you know. I, I just feel like it's a masterpiece that has, you know, if you're a real hip hop head, if you know about the wild pitch, uh, you know, the wild pitch genre, that's you know special, you know. Of course, I'm, I'm of, co- more- of course, of course, of course uh, I'm gonna keep going right here. Um, guru, guru, definitely. Mm-hmm. Guru definitely, Guru definitely, most definitely is one of my favorite MCs. Got a dome in the 10 list of my top favorite because uh, the voice, nobody had that voice. And I felt like that baritone voice was very uh, classic on a lot of the records. And it didn't take a lot for him, you know, to, to spice them, them, them bars up. And he, 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 it was natural to him. So I just of- felt like, Beautiful. A lot of people didn't understand where he came from, but go ahead. <laughs> nah, but the, the music, the music was That's definitely dope. Person. The music was definitely dope. I get it. The Guru Rizzy. Yeah. God bless. Um, how many more we got? Eight? Four. You got four more. Five. Yeah. KRS One. Oh, five more. Yeah. Uh, Chuck D. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Here we go again. Go ahead. Uh, I'ma just say this: another another brother that uh, Slick Rick. Oh hell yeah! That's t- twice now. Good twice one. now. That's two times it's been mentioned. One more. Good one. One more. Who you got? Who's your last? Uh, one? MC, MC from my era that I gotta give mad props to. Ooh, this is this is crazy, right? Last one. Last but not least, Granddaddy IU. Oh, wow. Rest mm. in peace. Uh, that's that. I'm sorry. People sleep on Granddaddy IU. You you out the loop. Like, his, he has the, the most smoothest style on the East Coast that, you know, different wave. Like, if you was into that wave, like, mm. Granddaddy IU, man, he's one of the and, best of me. And I basically asked you that because you know of uh, your rapping ability and your, your hip-hop prowess but uh, yo i just i'm gonna even trim it down even more than that and i want you to give me besides yourself i want you to give me your two uh favorite over the years your two favorite hip-hop producers just two of them joints dos well Uno y dos. two favorite two favorite premier of course oh shit. right and um after premier pete rock Okay. Oh, okay. So that, well, okay. All right. So okay. I have these. I have these baseball cards from like 1989. They're rap baseball cards, and you just said, uh, "Granddaddy IU." Can you sh- can you hold it up to the thing? Got the Granddaddy IU oh, rookie rookie card. What? What? <laughs> That's what? Yo. So I got all his stats on the back, his average, all that shit. Oh you know my what I'm god! That's beautiful. <laughs> god bless you, yo. So. Rest in peace. Wow. We'll get that to you. IU. That's the God, man. God bless him. He passed away this year, man. You know, wow. 
That's legacy beautiful. Lives on. His music and his leg legacy lives on. So That's right. Aguilar. So listen, um, I just recently peeped um, that you just dropped a project, man. You know, right? No, it's not out yet. It's okay, dropped it's on the 17th. Yeah, okay. I'm doing grassroots marketing right now. Right. Leading up project, which drops on the 17th. Okay. So, uh, um, what can people look for? What it, you know, with the project itself. What is, you know, what I mean? Well, I got a song out right now called Kyrie, and uh -huh. um, it's featuring the legendary Dinko D from Leaders of the New School. Yeah, Dinko D, shout out. Yeah, yeah, Dinko's on the record, and I got my brother Big Ox on there. We mm -hmm. on um, we doing our numbers. It just dropped two days ago. So it's, it's fresh out the gate, we just pumping it. And um, basically that's one of the singles off the album. Another single off the album I got is called Serve. And um, I produced the whole album, mixed, mastered. And um, you know, I put it out through Empire Distribution. Mm, so, okay. Yo, D, did you have something you want to say over there, man? Cause um, I'm not in the with them, man. They, they're at, the, um, they're at the, the Dungeon in the Sky type thing. Right, <laughs> yo, I'm over here in the cut. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, D, what's up? What's good? Nah, um, I remember uh, we were talking before we started recording um, <clears throat> the times we worked together, and uh, one of them was in Pasadena for the Sean Price uh, Ruben Blades video. Um, do you remember do doing that? Do you remember that night? That night was wild. Do you remember that <laughs> night by any chance? I, I, I'm not sure, but you got what song was that? Um, Ruben Blades. Uh, we, he kind of did a live show. We performed right outside on the street corner. King Magnetic was there. Capadonna mm -hmm. was there. You don't remember yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it was at a, a place called Malone's. Yeah, I believe so. Actually, it was on, right on the corner there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, yeah, we, yeah. I, you were on, you were on tour on that moment. We just kind of wanted to know. Uh, Chef Tanya was asking um, earlier, what was your favorite tour moment? Of that one. No, just in general, that that was uh that was just one of many. But I'm saying you don't remember it, so it wasn't oh, that important. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, my favorite my favorite tour moment would be I, I you know like I'll be right back. There's one that I, I would say in Germany when Run DMC asked me to come out to uh 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 host them like out of nowhere. I didn't have no idea. Run asked me. He said, "Yo, like we just finna go on stage like." Like we opened up for Run DMC, Onyx, right? I'm on the I'm on the road. After I get off stage, I'm thinking, damn, my night's over. Yeah. You know, I, I just finished hyping up the crowd with these motherfuckers. I'm finna go to you know the dressing room. It's over. Run pull me to the side, like, yo, need you to um open up for us now. I'm like, what? He's like, That's yeah, dope. I need you to open up, bro. That's wild. Like. I'm like, well, all right, well, he said, when y'all go on, he said, like, five minutes. So I ain't had no time to really, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm adrenaline, everything. Like, I ain't had no time to do nothing. I'm like, yo, you know, but this run, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, you know, you know, whatever. I wipe the child off my face, whatever. Time to, you know, I see the lights coming down, everything. I'm like, all right, time to go out. Boom, grab the mic. 50,000 weight. Damn. 
hit a chance out there for Run DMC. Yeah. I'm like, y'all ready to make some fucking noise for Run DMC? Terminate! <laughs> and then he just go crazy. You know what I mean? And then, wow. you know, y'all ready for Jam Master J? You know, shit like that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm crazy. So, at this, you know, at this very moment, I'm losing my mind. I'm trying to take y'all there with me. <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this all happening, right? Like, I'm not planning this, nothing, but you know, it wound up working out. I get on the mic, hear a beat. It was, uh, it was, um, it was, um, it was some like break beat. And I got on, I freestyled and introduced Run DMC, and they came out and ripped the show. And, um, man, um, I went backstage so hype. I popped a bottle with Don Perignon that I wasn't supposed to. I didn't oh, know what shit. Don Perignon was. Mr. That's not good. Hell yeah. I didn't know what Don Perignon was. It's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Um, Chef, yo. Chef Tanya, you said you had something? Oh, Chef, I, yo, just, Chef, I just yo, wanted Chef to... Tanya, <laughs> Chef Tanya. Chef hey, hey, Big Shig. I'm Chef still here. Hey, <laughs> Chef Tanya. Hey, Chef Tanya, you have something to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to know uh, what are your socials so everyone out there can see what projects you're working on and see what you're bringing to the hip-hop world currently. Well, I just started my website, www.agalawmusic.com. They can go straight there and find everything directly. The source for all Agalaw music, merch, tour information, updates, uh, videos, you name it, will all be on my website. Um, you know, I'm on uh, Instagram, Agalaw Music, as well as Twitter, Agalaw the Don. Um, they can find me on, you know, mostly, um, you know, on YouTube as well, Agalaw YouTube, my channel. They can subscribe to that. You know, I'm there. I'm there chilling, playing beats, playing new music, exclusives. You know, chopping it up on sports, chopping it up on life stuff like that. Boxing. You know, my favorite sports and stuff like that. You know, <clears throat> lifestyle stuff as well. So, Speak, speaking yeah. of sports, who you got? Who you got for the Super Bowl? Eagles. Eagles. No question. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, we it's the better team. We Let's have a lot going. You know what it is? You know what it is? My home's foot injured. I don't know how his foot doing, but his foot ain't going to hold up to that Eagles uh, deep, you know, Eagles, first, Eagles first, uh, defense. First of all, the Eagles have one of the top, if not the top offensive line in the league. They got the, one of the no, top. No, defense, defense, defense. Broke right. that quarterback on in the first quarter. But even like you ain't you don't see that no more. Like the part that people are missing on that is that uh San Francisco was a number one defense. So yeah, they was. But yeah, that's their division. Quarterback did. But that's their division though. That's their division. No, listen to what I'm just no, 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 no. Listen. They were the number one defense in the NFL. That's a fact. Rank, rank, what rank. Saying, rank don't mean shit though to me. No, but I understand. You got you know, you gotta listen to here so I can finish the talk. <laughs> hey, listen, listen though, for real. So the Eagles got one of the top lines in the league, the top offense and defensive line. Uh we already know the quarterback situation and they, they was clowning San Fran. 
That motherfuckers were just running the ball for like a hundred plays at the end of the game and kept scoring, trying to slow the game down. So, but I got Jalen Hurts and special. Jalen Hurts and special. I got them by, I got them by good. Uh, I got them by fourteen points. Whoa. Well, you know man. why? You know why? Because they gonna get in. They 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 defensive. You know, it's too crazy. That guy on their defense is too crazy. He's gonna get in there and, and, yeah. and get some sacks on on, on Mahomes. If you get you get them early, you're gonna get them in trouble. You get Mahomes early, you're gonna get them in trouble. Mahomes already hurt. So if I you get them early. I believe, I, I believe we're gonna I believe the Eagles are gonna slow the game down too because they fast. But then they'll control it because they're, they're they're one of the top, if not the top, running team in the league. The quarterback rushed for like seven yards and mid. mid, mid. That joke. People, they the danger zone podcast. Like, I, bro, they hurt people. I, I think. Robot. See, I seen that last game against San Fran. I seen the complaint San Fran had. They said that. Why are we playing? We ain't got no quarterback in the first quarter. Why are we even playing this game? They quarterback went out in the first quarter. Yo, that's the they, type. Of, that's the type of defense that Eagles got. They'll put your quarterback they, out in the first quarter. And they put the 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 backup in had been on thirteen teams, damn there, or ten, thirteen teams in ten years. They put him out there, and he lost his mind. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. It was horrible. I think. Uh, but y'all got the Eagles. Oh. Do y'all got the Eagles? You got the no. Eagles I got special. the I got the Chiefs because um in the, in the, in our picks the in our picks, but um I okay. think you, it was it was controversial. But what I said was I think whoever has the most points at the end of the game is gonna win, but and that's gonna be the Chiefs. Hey. Hey. <laughs> now, yo, but listen, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Hey, listen, man, yo. We, we appreciate you stopping through, Thank bro. You. Hell yeah. For real. Um, it was my pleasure. Shout to people time for that new project coming. Shout it out. Yes. Man. Yes. Endangered Species Protocol. You already know, man. Like, it's, you know, it, 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 this is like a special project featuring YZ. You know what I mean? The OG, Dinko D. I got Body Bag Ben on there. Pop off. It's all produced by me. Hey. Baddie, body bag Ben, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, body bag Ben. <laughs> Triple B. Times fast. Triple B. I believe you. Yo. Yeah. Hey, listen, we appreciate you, man. All right, man. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much, man. Thank you. Peace, peace. So, so, yeah, we're at that time of the week. Shout out to Aguilar. That was pretty dope. Uh, thanks for coming through. Uh, Thanks, you know, there's a lot of stupid yeah. people in the world. We've covered about 52 of them, 55 stupid of them, 54 of them. This is the 55th idiot that we're about to talk about on the Danger Zone podcast because it is stupid as hell. Hey, yo, on some real shit, though. So, it's stupid as hell. It was very brief this week. Uh, Arrested, a Florida couple was arrested for DUI. And why they were arrested, both of them together, they attempted to have sex in the back of the, back of the police car. Oh, nice. So, um, they were trying to get any ideas. Get, get they, think about that. It was, probably, it was probably some experience like that they say, hey, let's do it. Because, you know, you can tell somebody's being cuckoo coming off or something like that. So they tried. And um, 
<laughs> they they were arrested uh, for exposing this is crazy exposing sex organs and less severe less sex organs. organs. Jeez. You know, indecent exposure. You have to expose the organs too. It says that uh, exposing they were in sex the air. Organs. If she had a dress and on, I might try. I can't lie. In the, well, in look, the air. In it the says air. Exposed, it says they were exposing sex organs and lascivious <laughs> acts <laughs> and resisting without violence. So it sounds so gross when you say <laughs> sex organs <laughs> exposing. And the, sex woman, organs. and the woman said, the woman said Holy was charged also adding threats. And on that, and com trying to commit unnatural acts, whatever the hell that. Means. What is that? Right. Wow. So, oh, probably. So uh, uh, pro what state was this in? I can tell you exactly Florida. what. It, hmm, Florida. I don't know. To be the stenographer no. in that court. Because it might be, uh, it you might know? be a little backdoor action, and they consider it an unnatural in a lot oh, of states. Oh, okay, sodomy. You mean I that don't word? know. But their names. Uh, it was 35-year-old Megan Lynn Montanero, and. Um, 31 year old Seth Aaron Thomas both of them had three names um, and they were charged with that listen let me tell y'all something <laughs> Aaron get hold job. on wait a minute Megan Megan and Seth Seth now you have sex I, I mean you know there was no way that you were able to have be able to have sex in the back of a police car yeah. I mean you knew that so y'all was probably just looking for somewhere to stay for the night you finally found it. Yeah. So this week is South, excuse me, Seth and Make. Y'all was stupid as hell. Yeah, one and thing. Next time. Well, I learned a lot on stupid as hell, but one thing I know, and if you're in Florida, do not flash your sex organs because you will get or, in trouble. Or commit unnatural acts in the back of a police car. Unnatural no acts. No unnatural acts. So you can't get it. You can't maybe, get it. Maybe one, of them, maybe one of them had a small animal in their pocket. Got it. Wait, got oh my thinking. God. Got Poor animal. Hey, Sheila, stupid as hell. Seth and Megan, this week you are stupid, stupid as hell. All right, hell yeah. Yo. Damn, 55 episodes deep, right? We still uh, looking good. Double nickels. Double nickels. Saying? Shout out to Aguilar. That's like a dime. Shout out to LeBron Yo. James. Double nickels, Jordan in the Garden. Oh, man, that was a terrible game. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate y'all for tuning in with us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, appreciate y'all. Hell Chef yeah. Time to call. It's the DL. Chef like always. Uh, excuses have no purpose, so don't make them. Don't make them. As we grow, we glow. And just one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, not really to end on a sad note like that, but uh, for the, there was a 13-year-old uh, who was um, shot and killed in Mattapan, in the oh. town where I'm from. I'm so sorry and, uh, that. They just, you know, found the lead shooter. So, um, you know, I just want to, you know, give condolences to his family and, you know, and him because he was a young kid. He was, he was uh, I believe he was 13. You know, a lot of had you and he, he wasn't a gang member or anything like that. But, um, you know, want to shout, shout out his family. And um, listen, let's just all take that moment too, man, to just, you know, think about what's going on out here in this world. And if we can do some things, we can, but we all can. We all can help with this type of shit, man. It has to stop at some point. But, um, you know, I'm going to get his name, man. You know, give me give me a minute, y'all, for a second. Yeah, man. make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the Danger Zone Podcast. Big Shook, Chef Tanya, Mr. DL. Um, 
Yeah, so LeBron James, shout, shouting him out. We talked about some LeBron James. You see what happened in La Perla this weekend, Chef Tonya? No, I didn't see what happened. So we went to La Perla. It's in Puerto Rico, uh, like, I don't know, five years ago for a photo shoot. We went into La Perla. It's just a neighborhood in Puerto Rico. And today, some tourists tried to go in there, and they were all stabbed. Four people. So what? that's the place you need permission. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, uh... Sure. Just so, just to show how crazy the world is, people were just trying to take some photos, and, and then they got stabbed for us. So, everybody just needs right. to stop shooting and stabbing everybody, and you and know, also, try to get along. Listen, everybody. Not every place is a tourist place. You gotta yeah. know that. You yeah, gotta yeah, research yeah. before you go somewhere. You're gonna go to New York. You're gonna go to Chicago. You're gonna go to Wyoming. Do some yeah. research. Find out where you're not supposed to go. Yeah. I'm going to Wyoming. I'm cool with that. Well, <laughs> Well, you gotta worry oh about those. Place. I, I, yeah. I thought the same thing, okay. Big Shug. When I moved, to, I moved out to Humboldt County, California, and, and people were showing me around, and they're like, "Here, here's here's a million dollars worth of weed growing right there." I'm like, "What's what's stopping people from coming up here? You know what I mean? And taking all this?" And it was like, "Oh, the fucking twenty people we have here, armed to the teeth with fucking, <laughs> you know." So it, these places in the I'm, middle of nowhere are are just as dangerous think, as some of the worst places, you know. <laughs> You gotta remember, I've been. To, you gotta remember, I've been. To, I've been. To, I don't know, like even Utah. Like I have no reason for Utah, South Dakota. I'm like, I, you know what I mean? But I I'm like sure Utah. The, the scenery, I like. I, I like the scenery in Utah. I thought you it was like cool. That or, like the Mormonism. No, I didn't. Honestly, Utah has always been a drive-through for me. I've always just driven through it, but I always liked how it looked. Like the plat, the plateaus and the red rock and all that little cool to me. Yeah. Plateaus, okay. Yeah. Um, uh oh, he's offended. Yeah. I don't know. Yo, plateau. Hey, it's been real. It's been wrong. It's been much, much too long, man. I don't know. Oh, Yo, so hell, another, another good, good one. On my dog days, you know what it is. On my hey. dog days, I chopped crack on a regular. Ran up in spots and clapped on a regular. Took big fat ass stacks from the register. No matter how hard they tried, they still couldn't measure the hard eyes.